knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal. Develop high-quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com It happens every night And I ain't never met a riverboat dealer That could ever be a friend of mine Show have not Summer heat never treats me kind It leaves trouble on my mind So I'm bidding farewell Putting in my notice And I'll see you at another time This highway does not know my name and I don't care. No, I don't care. Heading my way for another place and I got three good tires and a spare. Just a white line just to get out of Mississippi with just enough gas to get there low. Budget. Live. Not so live. Look, I'm like a DJ, but I'm not. It's different. What's up, everybody? You bunch of low life and son of a guns coming to you from the low budget live bar and grill here in lovely southern middle Tennessee. And I'm going stir crazy and I'm ready to be out of this house and I'm ready for the world to get back to whatever normal it is that we're headed into. And I'm sick of this crap. Going crazy. Going crazy. Hope all y'all are well out there, you low lifers. And, uh, man, alive. I don't know what it was about this week, and I'll try to keep it brief on the non-fishing talk, guys. Got a lot of comments last week. Don't talk fishing. Don't talk about stuff that's not fishing. We don't like it. Uh, got a couple comments like that last week, and I'm just like, you know what? I share everything with y'all. Um, but I'm going crazy. Like, this week, this week was the week. It was like... A month in, and it apparently is that way for the entire, you know, a lot of, I won't say the entire country, but a lot of people in the country, like with the protests and all this craziness going on, everybody's like, you know what, let's start asking some questions, let's let's get out in the streets. Um, everybody's tired, everybody's tired of being cooped up, I think, and holy buckets, am I ever uh, fished the last couple days, that was good, that was good for my mental health, but uh, we had some crappy weather this week, so I didn't get to fish a ton this week. Um, but man, it's like I think Monday I woke up and and was just like, you know what? Screw this, screw this. I'm I'm over it. I'm over it. But still, uh, it's still going strong. It's still going crazy. Old Corona craziness. 
this corona craziness is indeed um, infecting all of our brains a little bit, I think. Um, some really cool stuff coming out of it, though. People being creative on social media. All these lives musicians are doing. All these lives anglers are doing. And all kind of people are doing these, uh, you know, live interviews and live. Everybody's live, live, live. And a lot of new podcasts have popped up, you know, Lord knows. But uh, it's funny. A lot of creativity coming out. Lord knows. I have been writing some songs just just to pass the time. Just to pass the time because it is... Uh, Definitely, definitely, uh, there's some long days right now. I know it's like that for all y'all. So I hope all y'all are safe. I hope you're doing well. I hope all your families are doing well. Thank y'all for being low lifers and thank y'all for listening and supporting this craziness that we call Low Budget Live from the Low Budget Live Bar and Bunker these days. And uh, the song you heard, if you're new to the show, if you're new to the show, the song you heard at the beginning is my song, Luke Duncan, Biloxi Blues. I wrote that song. And uh, thank y'all. Uh, posted a video of that this week. A few of y'all watched that with uh, me and Shannon Wheeler. We did a little, I, I recorded one here the other night, uh, a version of me playing that acoustic. And then I, I emailed that over to Shannon Wheeler, who's up there in, uh, up in Virginia, Virginia. And uh, my buddy Dude Let's Fish, at Dude Let's Fish. And he laid some fiddle down. He edited it, sent it back. It's cool. We're going to do some more of that. We're trying to figure out how to play live together for y'all just because we're bored. We're bored, and uh, and we love playing music, and and it's a good time. So uh, thank y'all for watching that, though, and had, had three or four videos pop up this week on the old Luke Duncan's Traveling Circus channel, and thanks to uh, those of you that watched those. I really appreciate it. Got a lot more to come, and, and uh, ready to get another Boats and Pros film, though, I'll be honest. Just ready for this craziness to die down so we can get to that. Uh, Low Budget Live, a little bit of housekeeping here. Low Budget Live brought to you by the amazing folks at StarTron. And we are working on some stuff, guys, to uh, some giveaways. And and StarTron, they're going to be a part of Quarantine Catch Fest, some of those prize packs that are going to go out to those winners from Quarantine Catch Fest coming up. But uh, we're going to do some StarTron, StarBright. we got some creative stuff. Speaking of creativity, some creative stuff coming up. have been brainstorming with those guys. And uh, we got some fun ideas coming up and uh, hopefully on next week's show i'll be able to tell you about that but this is low budget live for april 20th april the 20th and we appreciate the folks from star trying bringing you low budget live week after week after week after week and make sure with all your vehicles if you're not running uh your trucks and suvs and other vehicles as much as you normally are if you're stuck at home be sure to get you some of this no kidding and put it in your gas tank Put it in your gas tank. Even if your vehicle says it can burn through that old ethanol, this will kick ethanol right in the teeth. So be sure to uh, to do that and use it in all of your uh, weed eaters, chainsaws, whatnot. Uh, but thanks to the folks at Star Trying Star Bright Cleaning Solutions for uh, hooking us up. As always, Low Budget Live. We got some cool stuff coming to the studio from those guys too. Some signage and things, I, I hope, uh, for the Low Budget Live Barn Grill very soon. So thanks to, thanks to all of you and thanks to Star Trying. All right, all right. Got that out of the way. This is an episode that I have been looking forward to for a while. Um, once we get through all this this uh, babble of mine, I've got a I've got a guest today that uh, I'm really looking forward to talking to. That uh, super pumped about, and uh, hopefully everything will go good with our software, and 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 nothing will be stupid today, and we can just have a good interview uh, today. So what I hope, because we've been talking about this one and kicking it back and forth for a while now with today's guest. So 
when I when I speak of creativity, creativity is man, a lot of a lot of folks are getting creative in how to entertain themselves, entertain their families, entertain their followers if they have a big social media presence and different things. And unfortunately, that's the good side of everything going on. And unfortunately, there's a bad side of this too. And something's kind of popped up in the last week. I wasn't gonna address it because it's just truly that stupid. But I, but I got to, right? And uh, so we all know the Jason Christie with a Y, with a hard Y, that fishes the, F, fishes the FLW Tour. He competes on the FLW Tour. He wasn't at Lake Martin for reasons unknown. Uh, but somebody commented on one of my Facebook posts as that dude the other day, as Jason Christie. I thought, surely to goodness, this guy is not commenting on my Facebook. And I clicked it, and it wasn't. It was a fake it was a fake page. It was a fake page of a guy that's a kind of a fake pro bass fisherman. So somebody's made a fake of the fake. Now, they've really taken a shine to me. They like to bash me and 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 several other people, and they comment on a lot of pros. And, and you know, I'm sure it's somebody I know. Uh, may, maybe. Who knows? It, I, I hope not. I would hope not because I would hope that anybody that I would know would contribute more to society or have more important things to do than have a fake internet page. But that being said, I just want to say, if you are someone that's an internet troll with a fake page, that is the truly the epitome of the bottom dweller. I mean, bottom dwelling mom's basement just joke of a human. Like if you have to have a fake page to get things across, like I have thought things are funny on like the Jim Jones bass fishing page or whatever. I thought the Randy Flowers page was funny for about five minutes and then it got old. But here's the thing with those, and I've been accused of being some of these pages. And look, any of you guys that have kept up with this for a while know I'm going to say what I believe into this microphone, into this camera, and I don't have to hide behind a fake Facebook page to say anything I want to say. So the fact that someone from a created a fake Facebook and appears to be quite, I mean, definitely obsessed with me in some creepy way, like I win, dude, or dudette, whoever you are, like, the fact that you took time out of your day, you're obviously not doing that much. Like I said, you're not contributing to society in any kind of meaningful way. But the fact that you started a fake page and I seem to be the focal point of it and then uh, would appear to be trying to lay the blame off on Jason Christie with a Y. I don't know. Maybe it is Jason Christie. With a, I don't know. But it's, it's the dumbest thing I've ever seen. And they've attacked some other folks that I know. It's just absurd. So, um, Good for you for having a fake internet page. Didn't even want to say anything about it, but but the more I thought about it, I'm like, this is so stupid, so stupid. I don't care if people want to. People don't like me. I certainly don't have a problem with that. Um, you know, I throw myself out there. I throw my opinions out there. I throw my music out there. I throw my fishing out there. I am putting myself out there to be judged. So if you don't like what I do or like what I say, then okay, it's free content. Move on to the next thing, right? But when you're a coward and you hide behind something to try to make points or try to sway someone's opinions about a person, that's just tacky and stupid. So uh, enjoy 
Um, and I blocked them from my Facebook because I don't want to see that crap. I don't want my kids seeing that crap because, uh, you know, with all this going on, you know, we're on top of each other, the kids, the family, and they, you know, my kids keep up with all my social media stuff and all that. And, uh, you know, I don't want them seeing some piece of crap that's probably got Cheeto hands that made him a, took him five minutes to make him a fake Facebook account attacking me. But I've had, I I wasn't going to address it until I had several texts from, from folks that mean a lot to me being like, what the hell's going on with this? Who is this guy? I'm like, hell, I don't know. It's some somebody that's clearly, clearly got their life going in the direction they want it to be in, and and they're not jealous of anything anybody else has got going on, and they certainly add a lot to uh, society on a daily basis, you know. So good for you, uh, the fake version of Jason Christie. And a lot of you fans have sent it to me, and it's not it, – I don't believe it's Jason Christie with a Y – um, I don't think he's that dumb, but uh, it's just bizarre. And there were a few little back and forth comments, and I was like, you know what? And now it's just like full court press uh, on some things about me. And from the music I play to my fishing career, oh no, I didn't catch him like a fake Facebook page wanted me to. So stupid, dude. So stupid. So that's the that's the bottom of the barrel. Of the internet. The internet has some amazing people in it. Like most of you, some amazing characters, a lot of things come out of it. You know, it, it has provided a lot for me in my life, a lot of platforms and things. But there, there's this dark corner of it where you can have a profile and you don't have to attach anything to your real name because you scaled. You little, you little old scared boy in your mama's basement. Like that's the bad part of it. And then you can say what you want about people or incite hate or different things. And then nothing happens. And that's where I got with, like, the Randy Flowers page. It was funny. But, like, this guy's also doing the Randy Flowers shtick where he, like, misspells words. Uh, you're not original in any way. The Randy Flowers stuff was kind of funny in the beginning with the misspelled words and all that. But then it just got played out and stupid. Um, for sure, a thousand percent. But and this is and this is the same way. And I don't want to be associated with any fake internet page. Like, say what you say. Or you mean to say with your face associated with it and stand by it. But anyways, spent way too much time on that. Way too much time on that. But uh, I'm sure y'all will comment below and agree that fake internet pages are pretty much the dumbest thing in the history of the world. Um, it's it's bizarre. I see them a lot of times where they steal like celebrities likeness, you know, name and likeness. And, and uh, you see, you know, musicians and actors and things pop up and say, hey, this is not me. This is this is you know. Look for the blue check mark. That kind of stuff. It's kind of funny um, that people do that. But um, I myself have never thought. You know what? I should should do that and attack people. But uh, weird, weird. And in the middle of all this craziness, that's kind of weird that somebody would think that uh, they should do that. Clearly, have a lot of time on their hands. Clearly, um, so good. Good stuff. Good stuff. Some pathetic mom's basement news for y'all. Um, out there in low lifer land. So but to the sport efficient. To the sport efficient. And this is uh, I'm checking my phone for my guest today. Shot him a little text there. Uh some news, news coming out this week from MLFLW world. And I'm hearing this from all sorts of sides here. And I don't know the exact uh the exact deal, I'm sure it'll be announced, but there have been a lot of talks in how all the tournament trails are gonna are gonna forge through. And we talked about that last week with Darian, but how they're gonna forge through, get the year back going whenever this kind of subdues a little bit and you know, 
slides out of here, hopefully, Corona. But uh, Bass has really not announced anything on what they're going to do. FLW's postponed some more tournaments through May. But MLF, they're kind of, you know, they announced their, their Red Crest for next year. is going to be in February in Tulsa. That should be a lot of fun if you're an Eskimo. <laughs> so my uh, heart goes out to the guys that have to fish that in February in Tulsa. That's probably going to be really cold. But anyways, they announced that and their, and their dates for next year. No lakes, but dates this week. But there's some rumblings coming out of there. So they've got – they've had how many tur- – three tournaments. And I think they're supposed to have eight, uh, I think. I'm not sure. I think it's eight. But uh, they're going to do the big uh, big bass challenge or whatever down at Kissimmee, the uh, Lunker Fest. I don't know what they're calling it, but I uh, forget. Um, heavy hitters, that's what they're going to call it, where you took your best five, even though best five don't matter, from the first uh, five events or whatever, and they were going to give away a bunch of money. Well, they're not having that now, I don't think. Best I can tell. From from my what I'm gathering from this situation, but so they presented their anglers with a couple of options, and one of the options was, hey, we can have um, three or four more BPTs this year. I think three more. Um, they're going to try to finish it at like six, I, I believe, and I could be wrong, but I believe like six. Or they said, hey, we can have one more. BPT will give you an extra BPT. Now these are entry free fee, entry fee. That's hard to say. Entry fee free tournaments. Okay, we all know that's what they beat on their chest about, and uh, and it's a good thing. Entry fee free tournaments are a good thing. But I've always said how they're going to fund it, and I I can imagine that MLF like Bass like FLW which MLF owns, I can imagine that sponsors are starting to say how you're not having events and they're starting to look at contracts because a lot of these companies are taking hits right now. Like it's a big mess right now. Right. So they gave the guys an an option for another Bass Pro Tour event or, or, and this cracked me up and I would almost like to have seen it happen, but I don't think it's going to now, but they wanted, and this is MLF brass wanted an option of, there, there have been three FLW Pro Circuits this year. There's four more to go. They wanted to have four, the remaining four, and make them super FLW, MLFLW, Tackle Warehouse Pro Circuit events and allow all 80 of the Bass Pro Tour anglers to pay an entry fee and finish out the year by fishing FLW. Huh? That's right. Let me say that one more time. They wanted... To take some sponsor money and put it in the FLW Pro Circuit, make it almost 200 boats, and put 80 of the BPT guys in the four remaining Tackle Warehouse Pro Circuit events that the season's already started and there's already three events and just to have this big old mess of a bass tournament in hopes of putting the bigger names in FLW and getting it some th- – and, of course, making those guys pay entry fees, which is odd to me that you want them to go backwards, but – to make them pay entry fees, and then, uh, you know, the payout would go down through, like, whatever place, and and but then you'd have Kevin Van Dam fishing against, you know, Jason Christie. So, with a Y, and, and, and some other folks. So, I think that uh, in hopes of, you know, getting some attention for FLW, and I, I think this is twofold. I don't, I don't think that's a terrible idea. I don't want y'all to, th- you know – Ultimately, I don't. Um, anything that gives the anglers more things to fish. As a former FLW guy, I would say this. If I had been presented that, 
I would have been offended just by based on the fact that we already started our year and it's kind of like we don't matter, but now you're going to give it a kick in the arm. You know, I think that would suck if I was an FLW guy. They did present this to the FLW angler panel. And, and I think they were kind of in a, in a, in agreement that, you know, bring them on kind of some of them were like, Hey, bring them on more the merrier, the money. Let's, let's go. Um, but it was very, uh, I heard it was presented in kind of an awkward way, but, but I think that the MLF BPT pros shot this down. And, and for me, if I'm those guys, I'm definitely shooting it down. Here's why. If you have sold me and they have, they've sold very many people on going over there for an entry fee free basis. Now that the first sign of a little bump in the road, you're telling them it's okay to pay entry fees again. And I would not want them, if I'm a BPT angler, I don't want anybody over there that's in the brass thinking that I'm okay paying an entry fee (laughs) because then it's just like any other tournament organization. And from a tournament angler standpoint, that's what they had over anything else to me is the entry fee free setup. So uh, I I hear it's mixed. I hear guys are – you know, kind of ticked because they wanted that opportunity. And I hear some guys are, um, didn't, you know, didn't want it, you know, and I hope to get one of those guys on, uh, here in the next week or so to talk about it. Hopefully one of the, one of the guys maybe. And, uh, but that's not, you know, I don't think that's been published anywhere or anything like that, but, uh, it was definitely on the table. And I think that it, it, it got shot down by the BPT guys. Um, but you got to think that, MLF, Boyd, uh, Jim Wilburn and crew, the Cronky Nation, they uh, they bought FLW this year, and it could not have happened at a worse time because everything's tanking with the economy. So you got to think they wanted those entry fees to pump some more money into the tour. Um, you know, they came in going to be the financial saviors of the of the FLW pro circuit and FLW organization, and I and I know now it's just a it's just a hot mess, just like everything else is in our country. So. They probably were really pushing it. I feel like, you know, as a as a shot in the arm, money wise. Hey, let's get some let's get some cash flowing into FLW. Get you guys over there. Get some eyeballs on FLW. That you know, a few more eyeballs on it. And and uh, not no offense to anybody fishing FLW, but you know, you get the Van Dams over there, the world, and and some of these guys in there fishing against them, and you can promote that. And and uh, you know. I, I get why they would want to do it. Um, like I said, as an FLW guy, when I was fishing, I would not have wanted that, not from fear of fishing against Kevin Van because I think that would be really cool. No, I've never got to do that. But I think from a, hey, we started this, we're your, we are your Tackle Warehouse Pro Circuit Anglers. We're working towards qualifying for the BPT. I just think it muddies the waters. It muddies the waters. So that was a weird one. That was a weird one uh, for me. when when I've And I've heard that. Uh, from several angles this this week and uh it's just odd it's just kind of odd to me um but that being said i'm not out here trying to throw too much hate at people trying to figure stuff out right now either right uh i will say that for the record like these are unprecedented times and i don't know like who knows what bass is going to do who knows what the rest of the year is going to look like for the opens and the elite series and who knows what even hell next year's classic might look like who knows who knows right now with this this freaking hysteria and and everything we've got going so um i just wanted to i just wanted to talk on that a little bit um not really i'm, I'm kind of indifferent on it to be honest the more i think about it it's just it's just uh 
I, I think there's a lot of hurting going on in the fishing industry. And I think there's going to be a lot more. And I think that that's going to trickle down. I, I think what, like Darian and I talked last week, I think the pros are suffering from it and, and are going to continue to suffer. And I think that the tournament organizations are certainly looking at taking some major sponsorship hits because that is the first thing that gets cut out when times get tough, economic crunch uh, of any kind, marketing budgets do get get whittled down. And I think that, that that's a, a, a real distinct possibility that you could see that. I really do. Um, Let's see. So y'all comment below if you're on YouTube and uh, let me know what you think about that situation right there. I think that it's uh, certainly unique to say the least. And, um, and that's kind of, kind you know, when I, I spoke out last fall about them buying FLW, that was kind of some of my fear is it would muddy the waters, and it, and it has. And that's one of those prime examples right there of, hey, we can't do this because these entry fee free tournaments are hard to run without sponsor dollars. And if we don't have enough sponsor dollars, not, and I do not know what their sponsor situation is, it could be great right now. I don't know. Uh, I'm speaking completely out of my, my rear end on that, but... That being said, like, hey, let's not have another one of those and y'all pay for some tournaments and let's go, you know, inject some money into FLW. It's just, it was just a bizarre situation. Bizarre situation from MLFW. And, um, yeah, I don't, I don't want them jokers thinking that I'm okay to pay an entry fee at all, in the least. So my guest today, we're going we're gonna to call him here in a couple minutes. I, want, I wanted to preface this because... I spoke earlier this year about having him on, and I got some good feedback, and I got some negative feedback, and it's very interesting. And the reason I say that is the this guy and the, and the group he represents, they it's kind of split down the middle. Obviously, they have a mountain of fans, and they can be controversial, and they can be well-received, and they can also be outspoken and – they are very much well-loved and well-defended amongst the internet. And it is, uh, my guest today uh, is a founding member of the legendary YouTube Guggen Squad at this point. He's one of the founding members. He has 1.6 million, 1.6, hang on, 1.6 million subscribers 1.6 million people listen to what he says huh yeah 1.6 million subs on youtube and it is uh mr rob turkla of lunkers tv we're gonna get rob on here i just can't wrap my head around having that many people uh that scares me, honestly. We're going to get into that with him. But Rob reached out to me back this fall, and he said uh, – he shot me a message on Instagram. I talked about it on here, but he's like, hey, man, Rob is also a military man. Thank you for your service, Rob. But, but Rob uh, Rob is uh, – we'll, we'll get Rob to talk about some of that. But Rob is a guy – like, I, I'm old, and, uh, and I think Rob and I are close to the same age. But I, So, Rob, you're old. But – I, I didn't come up in this YouTube world. Um, I just kind of got in it in the last, last couple of years, obviously, and, and poking around in it a little bit. 
And I obviously know a lot about the Guggen guys en- enough, right? But I don't know them, no. I don't know them personally. Spoke to them and I've seen them a few times. We've gone back and forth online. But, but Rob reached out to me back this fall and said, hey, man, I just came across your podcast and I like what you're doing and you're outspoken. And, that's, and, and he was telling me like Low Budget Live, the episode he had seen. And I really appreciated that. And, and he and I got to going back and forth. I'm like, hey, oh, man, I'd like to have you on sometime. And it has not worked out until today. But right now, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to get Robert on here. From Lunkers TV right now. Hello. Robert, what's up? Well, how are you doing? Man, I'm doing pretty good. I, dude, I just gave you the best intro you're ever gonna get. I mean, I I don't even I don't even know you should never do another podcast. I mean, ever again after the intro you just got. No, I, I talked uh, I talked a little bit about uh, right before I called you how you reached out this fall and you and I were talking, and I I was very appreciative of the fact. Um, that that you were you were kind and reached out and were like, hell man, you, you know you speak your mind. It's very cool. And uh, and I was I was telling the listeners that I'm not I'm 36 years old and and I'm just getting into the YouTube stuff. Obviously, and you and I talked about that just here in the last couple of years, like everybody else is. Um, so I'm not like I know you guys obviously, and I keep up with industry trends and I keep up with the magnitude of what you guys are doing, but I would never say, and I've watched videos, but I'm not as familiar with all of y'all and your backstory. So if any of the questions I ask sound redundant or anything, just hang up. (laughs) But I just want to get to know, and I think my listeners, a lot of my listeners are huge Guggen fans. It pops up in the comments all the time. But I think for anybody out there that's either doesn't know you guys are confused you know i just wanted to uh to have you on so so first of all thank you dude for taking time out of your sunday afternoon yeah ain't no biggie buddy i really appreciate it dude so so dude i want to i want to know uh how are you dealing with this corona craziness first and all first of all because just from following you on instagram i mean you're you're a wild man you're you're like me you're killing your own you're killing your own stuff you're feeding your family with uh, venison. I know you're a big elk hunter, but uh, how are you handling this craziness so far? Uh, I'm tired of it. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. I want it to be over with. I don't. Uh, I, I actually about 30 minutes ago was up at the warehouse and I said thank you to the uh, towel dispenser because it gave me a, a, a towel, like a paper towel. I rolled one out and I looked at myself in the mirror like, what the hell are you doing? You talking to a paper towel dispenser. <laughs> And that actually happened. I didn't even. I, was, I literally said thank you. I was like, "Well, I was weird." Why did I just say thank you? <laughs> I think, dude. So, Texas is pretty locked down right now, like the rest of the country. But I mean, are you fishing? What are you? What are you doing? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm on, I'm on my way to go shoot fish right now. Like, Texas is probably the most lenient. I mean, we're about to open this some bitch back up on the first. We're so, talking about the restaurants will be back open and everything. I mean, our cases aren't crazy here. No, that's what I was reading that last night. I mean, so so as a as a solid American and, and somebody that is very full of American pride, what do you think about this? I mean, because you you're not bashful about about saying what you you want to say. So what do you think about it? I think this shit's political. You think it's political? I think it's been here longer than what they say. Oh yeah, of course. I read a thing a couple of days ago in California. They did a 
they said that there was 965 cases that were confirmed in California and I think it was Santa, Santa Monica or Santa Clara. And they did a test this last week where they found out that one in 66 people were actually worse. So there's actually 41,000 to 84,000 people, not 965. So there's, I just think it's too political at this point. I mean, you got, drives me insane. Just get this shit over with. Just get the country open. It's driving me insane. Yeah, I, I think that uh, being in the, you know, obviously I do this and fishing, but obviously TH Marine being selling boat parts is my main living, you know, and has been for 15 years. And, and it's obviously affecting what we've got going on, and it's it's crazy to see. And and look, I, and I know you're you're just like me. You don't want to see people lose their lives, man. We don't want to see oh, that. No. But but there has to be some common sense that comes out of this. And and truly, we need to get some folks back working. I, I really do believe that. I mean, look at look at if you look at the numbers of the people that are from forty five and under, it's it's like a like a very 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 like it's not going to happen. It's pretty much what the numbers. Are. Yeah. It's like above. It's like 50, 54 and above where it's really, I don't know. It's not my position to say what to do. But if I was, if I was the person, I'd say get the young people back to work and get this shit churning again. Yep. So. I would agree with that. How has it, uh, so, so you guys in your, in, in the lure side of things, are you seeing a slowdown at all? A lot of the folks in the fishing tackle game I know seem to think that this has actually been pretty good for business just because so damn many people seem to be fishing right now. Well, in our, in our world, we, we, we do a lot of direct-to-consumer sales. I mean, right. We do a lot of online. Right. I mean, we're pretty large on the online side. And, uh, yeah, big box sales have, have slowed some, but it's not a uh, – I mean, it's it's been pretty steady. I mean, we have a very loyal fan base. No so, doubt. I mean, and, and they're fishing, so they, they still need fishing stuff. So, And we knocked off prices this entire time. I think we've been giving them 20% off this entire time. That's so. killer. So, so on the Guggen Squad stuff, so where, where did this idea, and I know this is, you've been asked this a million times, but I, I want, like I said, I want my listeners to know, where did the idea of forming this group come from, uh, like at its, at its origin? Uh, take me through that. Uh, so at the beginning, probably, I would say four years ago, we had, uh, we were basically all working together and. I realized at the time that there was there was a gap inside of the the online outdoor industry as as kind of what I saw on the industry I just came from, which was esports. And like my good friend Hector Rodriguez had started this team, and they got like a house, and they only worked they only made content together, and they basically grew a very large audience together. And I was kind of like, what if we just made a team and we just worked together? That's all we did. We didn't work outside of our group. We just worked as as one one moving te- one moving part. Like I think team based stuff is a lot more enjoyable for myself. That's why I don't really like tournament fishing that much. Yeah. Because it's I don't like it's single. If, it, if they had team based tournaments, I would do them all the time. Me and Rackley would do them all the time because they're just they would be fun at that point. Yeah. But uh, the Guggen Squad started kind of as a let's make a, let's make a team and make it. That's all it really was. So, so were you heavily involved in the outdoors? Because I know you said you had an esports background, but were you heavily involved in the outdoors leading up to that point, or was it? Oh no, no. Really? No, so you kind of this introduced you into fishing, then basically. Oh yeah, yeah. YouTube was. I I didn't. I mean, I one of my most like one of my first YouTube videos. I had a I had a I had a spinning rod with a bait casting reel on. Like I didn't know anything about. <laughs> That's awesome. I was like. I didn't know anything about fishing. My dad didn't grow up fishing for, for bass. Um, my grandpa did, but he didn't really show me much. And I didn't really have a, a way to learn. So I just said, you know what? Screw it. Let's get on YouTube and make videos. And uh, I taught myself everything I know from day one of starting a channel. 
That's crazy, man. That's so so in four years, not only have you grown this thing to 1.6 million subs, which I said into the camera 419 times before you came in, because that is a, I know you wake up every day and you're like, really? Sometimes you got to be, because I would have, that's such an insane number of people to even, to, oh, to, yeah. to, 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 I, I have such a small channel and, and I had my friend Brian Latimer one time said, this was last year and it was like 4,000 subs, whatever it was at the time. And I said, I said, man, you know, I'm coming for you, like giving him a hard time. And he goes, dude, don't don't downplay it. Four thousand people will barely fit in a you know in a really big building. And I was like, holy shit, that's funny. I actually told him that. Really? I told him. <laughs> no kidding. So, so it came full we circle then. Conversations. Of, yeah, we were having a conversation about the size. And when, whenever somebody has a conversation with me, they always and they they do YouTube or they do stuff like this. They always follow it up with. Well, it's, it's not comparable to your numbers, and I always, always, always instantly say, no, wait one. If I stuck 100 people in a room with you, you wouldn't know what the hell to say to them. That's a fact. It, it doesn't really matter. Like, you have no idea the impact that it really has. Like, 100,000 people is insane, but, like, if I stuck you in a room with 100 or 2,000 people, I mean, you're not going to – you're going to clam up. Oh, exactly. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a totally different ballgame. Uh, and you start thinking about numbers like, like what you guys are doing – uh, it's just it's just crazy, man. So, well, I appreciate that on the on the uh, the Guggen Squad, and and I hate for all y'all listening. I hate to be a rambling idiot when it comes to this, but I just I truly I don't know as much about you guys. Um, I feel like everybody thinks they do. You you guys are like y'all, y'all are like unicorns <laughs> in the damn fishing industry. Everybody's like a Guggen's. You either love them or hate them. There's there's middle ground with some folks. Uh, you know what I'm saying. You know exactly what I'm saying. And that leads me to my next question. What is because I see you post about this all the time, and you share your your fan base is very loyal, very loyal. And you guys share, uh, you in particular, you share a lot of the Guggen takeover stuff, you know, when they're at an academy sports and showing you the end cap that's almost empty uh, of Guggen soft plastics or, you know, you, you're, you share all this stuff, which I think is really cool. But the Guggen takeover, and I'm using air quotes here, but what is your definition? What is, what is that to you? What is the definition of the Guggen takeover? Um, it's turn the walls green. Turn them green. green. That's pretty much it. Yeah, turn them green. I want, I want to go down the aisles and see it green. It all really stems from about at the beginning of Guggen. Guggen really formed because a lot of the companies took us as a joke. Mm-hmm. Like they thought the social media side was not going to go anywhere. They thought we were a joke. And they only wanted to put money towards pros. And they, they never wanted to work with us. So we said, you know what? Screw it. Let's make our own thing. And uh, so turning the walls green is kind of like our way of saying, yes, we, we, we're, we're able to do something. Let's take the peg space from them. And, and that's our thing. And kind of like, a, and I told you so a little bit, I guess. Um, yes. And that and that leads to my next thing is why do you think the fishing industry rejected the idea of using YouTubers and I, I hate that term, but YouTubers or yeah, or social media uh, influencers? Why four years ago do you think that they were so? opposed to that versus this and you and i had a long conversation about this back and forth one day and you actually said you were surprised at my opinions on this but why do you think because I, I feel like too much faith has been based on a guy that'll tell you i'll put a logo on my jersey for twenty seven thousand dollars you know and it, there was a time and place for that but why do you think the fishing industry was so slow to jump on that trend because they didn't understand they were confused and actually i think it was a little bit of fear at the same time because they were so used to just 
let's shove money into newspaper ads. Let's shove money into some stupid magazine that literally has no conversion rate. But at the same time, they, they didn't really understand what was going on. The world was changing and they just couldn't keep up with it. They're either the marketing department was way so, so far behind that they had no idea even what Instagram was at the time. And to be completely blunt, back in the day, there's a thing like I really believe there's like internet land grabs, what you want to call them. And I think back when we first started, it was like that was a land grab for the fishing side of that, that's what it is of, of the industry, I guess you'd say. Like that corner of it. Yes. Like that's, and that's why the whole team based thing is so powerful is because it's like some people would like me, but they might hate John. But some people will love John, but hate me, but yet they love Googie. I got you. See what I mean? That's that's the whole idea. And it and Guggen is is this is great because it gives some it gives some people something to uh, I don't know, kind of pull kind for of like mesh together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and I think I think I think it's like a um, to what it did for me. And I and I think and I've said this in in conversations. You know, it has grown the sport. And I, what you guys have done in the in the YouTube fishing crowd as a whole, because it's took these, you know, whether they're younger or older, but it took these fishermen that, it, and it showed them you don't have to be a tournament guy to go have fun and 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 go fishing. You don't. That's not what it's about. At its core, fishing is fun. That's what I try to say on my stuff all the time. Like fishing is fun at its core. Yes, I'm a tournament fisherman or or have been and 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 still am and always will be. But it's fishing is fun at its core, and I think that that's why. I think that's why you were a lot of the reason you guys were successful and you just didn't, if you said, if a bait sucked to you, it sucked. You sucked. And, yeah. and, and we haven't had that brutal honesty before I felt like. And, Cause a and, lot of people will take, I've seen it so many times. I'm going to cut you off, but I've seen it so many times where people will get paid their 12 or 15 or 20 grand a year to promote a shit product and they will continue to promote it, but yet they don't have real actual faith in it. And then next year you'll see them promoting something else. And the next year you'll see them promoting something else. So there's no validity to your actual voice in, that's that, right. in that sense. Like you, mm-hmm. have, you have no validity. Like I, I can't trust your word, but when it comes to us, we legitimately make every single one of our things. Like everything is made ourselves. And so when we make it, we catch fish on it. It's us. It's yeah. completely different. Yeah, I, I think that, that that's uh, the transparency now that has been created through YouTube and through, well, you know, a lot of live tournament coverage has changed that as well. And I think yes, you would agree. I mean, really, it's, that's, yeah, it's showing. I agree 100%. That's yeah. great. Show it. Yeah. Show these son of a guns what they're actually doing. So when they go up and they're like, well, I caught it on this. Well, no, you were actually catching it on something completely different, <laughs> which is, it brings me to another point. I love having the guys that we have, the pros that we do have on our staff. They're great. Like Wheeler and Connell and of course, Martin, like someone, they, they're great because they're honest as hell. Like Wheeler will look at me and be like, I'm be honest with you, buddy. That shit sucks. <laughs> yeah, they'll tell you. All right. All right. All right. So, I mean, like, we just, we're coming out with this frog and, and this other stuff right now. And, and these things, they don't take six months or eight months. That some bitch has been going for 12 to 16 months just for one soft plastic to go through 20 to 30 different cycles to get it right. So, who who's involved in the designing of that kind of stuff? Because I saw you make a post this morning that you were actually out throwing it around. You got a video up now about the frog. Yeah, that's all of us. All of you guys? All of us. All of us, man. Every single one of these baits. Like, I'm working on a bait currently right now that's just mine. But like I said, this frog has been worked on by about four or five different people. We also have had swim baits that have not even made the cut, and they're still not going to make the cut. We've actually nixed it because it wasn't, it wasn't making the proper noise. Like there's a lot of shit that goes on behind the scenes 
like we will not shit out a product either that's like mediocre like there's no mediocre like it won't happen it's either the best and the plot plastic is done correct or it's not going to get put out there i got you and and that's there's a lot to be said for that man and uh and what you guys are trying to do. I know it, it's certainly, you know, being on the, the business side of this a lot like I am, it's certainly interesting for me and working with the companies that I've worked with for years. And um, But I actually had a, had a good friend of mine from Eagle Claw was made a statement to me last year, um, and he's he's in sales and, and uh, about, he, he truly, and he was blown away. Of course, they're not competing with you guys anyway, but he was blown away at the amount of peg space you guys were getting last year. And 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 yep. talking to his buyers at Dick Sporting Goods and and Academy and these things, and he was just like he he was just his jaw dry, and it was a very interesting conversation from a guy that's been in this business for twenty five years, you know, and basically saying you got to respect yeah, it. But he was just you know talking about how impressive it is to see what you've done in a short time. The, they don't the and nobody really understands social media marketing. It just goes back to the original question from earlier is. Is what what is our goal? Well, it is to take take peg space, but it's only really to prove a point. Like in my in my eyes, it's so funny. It's like money is cool and all, but that's only my way to judge if I'm winning or not. I don't really care that much about it. That's how you keep score. I like that's how I keep score. That's how I tally and keep score. But I like to uh, I like to prove a point to people that really talk. Because there's a couple companies four years ago that talked absolutely terrible about us, and now it it, it like makes me feel good and smile. Now that I'm starting to shrink their peg space slowly and slowly. <laughs> that, that's some, uh, that's some Game of Thrones shit right there. <laughs> the it's battle, the honest, battle for the peg, sp- like, peg space. Well, it's, it's, it's like, I'm just being honest. It's like, I, I've, I've always been honest and I've said this before. It's just, it is what it is, you know? No, no doubt, no doubt, man, and I and I think that's why I'm uh, when you and I've gone back and forth, just having our conversations uh, a couple times that we've had, man. I, I like your opinion because you don't care to share it, and that's always been my problem and a blessing and a, a blessing and a curse for me, I guess, as I like to run my mouth. But but I like to, you know, it's I, I had a, I talked about this in the beginning uh, before I called you, and it was like fake internet pages, guys that make fake pages so they control people and think, dude, that's like the bottom of the barrel. If you can't say what you want next to your damn face, then don't say it. <laughs> like, yeah. drives me nuts, man. Um, real real quick, and I, I know I, I don't want to keep you too, man, too long, but um, so does it, when you're talking about turning the, turning the uh, pegs green uh, and you smile at that, what do you think... Uh, because I, being a former pro angler on the FLW thing for four or five years and, and being around this forever and working with pro staff guys through TH and things, like when you guys burst on the scene and, and other fishing YouTubers, um, the YouTube world, pro fishermen were definitely against it. 1,000%. There's never been anything. Does it make you smile when you see guys saying, hey, guys, uh, swipe up to my YouTube video? Because <laughs> okay, well, they all have channels now. <laughs> Well, yeah, I know. It all depends on who it is. There's, I'm telling you, I love, there's guys that I'm really, I feel like I'm good friends with, like Mark Daniels, Latimer, uh, Wheeler, Connell, Martin. Like, I actually talk to those guys kind of on a regular basis. I've yeah, great, them, great guys. Uh, yeah, I've given them some some insight. I'm trying to, like, that that handful of guys, I've really tried to help them as much as I can to kind of, like, get the channel going. and Because I want to see that side of the industry succeed as well. I have no... Like, I don't, it's not going to hurt me or anything that we got going on for those guys to succeed. Like, it does not hurt me at all. So I'd like to see that side of the industry actually blossom into something 
because TV is going away as much as people don't want to believe it. <laughs> as of last June, TV marketing dollars, uh, actually, excuse me, internet marketing dollars surpassed TV dollars last June, and I couldn't imagine what it was this year. So as, as time goes on, TV is going to dwindle, and YouTube and the internet is going to take control. So like what I said a couple minutes ago, the internet land grab happened. Now it's, now it's who's going to be able to contain and maintain that chunk of the industry as it switches over to just internet. I would agree with that, man. And I've said that on here. You're saying this. There's a. I've called it a paradigm shift, and that's what it is. I grew up as the kid reading Bassmaster magazine, watching the Bassmasters on TNN, watching Bill Dance, Roland Martin, that kind of stuff. That's where I got my information as a kid. But as I've gotten older, and uh, you know, obviously things have changed. But then I watch my kids. You know, my my boys are nine and twelve, thirteen, fifteen, and watching these guys, dude. My th- this is one of the funniest things, and you'll laugh at this. Uh, and John B will appreciate it, but. Three years ago, uh, my son Charlie, who's who just turned 16, not 15, he's going to kill me when he hears this, for saying that probably, but he is 16 and driving in hell on wheels. But anyways, three years ago, now their dad works in this industry, grows, grown up in it, fishes in it, you know, carved out whatever weird little spot in it that he does have, and, I, and I've been fortunate to meet a lot of my heroes, know a lot of my heroes, that kind of thing, and, and one day he was like... Uh, I said, hey, uh, did you check out that Kevin Van Dam video I sent you? I, I texted him. He goes, I don't know who that is. <laughs> and he goes, did you see the John B. video I sent you? <laughs> this is like three years ago. I'm like, who the hell are you talking about? What's John B.? He's like, you don't know John B. fishing? I'm like, I, I don't. No, I don't even know who you're talking about. But so funny. But, it, but it's, dude, it's, it's amazing to see this shift taking place, man. Um, so... I think that uh, I know that that Flair, from from what I've seen uh, on some of the videos, um, he's he's goat roping and <laughs> doing all his yeah. his craziness. Yeah. So that kind of leads me to this: what uh, what's next for you? I know you do the storage deals. Are you guys looking not to show too much of your hand or anything like that? But I mean, are you looking to? expand more into other areas is fishing always going to be the primary focus i mean what's what's next in your eyes for you okay this is, this is easy one to answer so our goal we're youtubers and we all have we're together and we have a company together which is essentially a marketing company and our job is to get views and enjoy our job at the same time so we realized over the last couple of years that the fishing side of the world has been very saturated <laughs> like we like i would say we we probably control 75 to 80 percent of it i would not not to like say crazy numbers but i'm pretty positive because we do as a group we're doing about 70 million views a month so i would like to say we probably control around 70 to 80 percent of the fishing side but as from a marketing standpoint we really need to reach other audiences that's why we start doing random stuff that we enjoy and the thing is if i fish every day not saying this is bad but if i were to fish 300 days a year it would become monotonous and repetitive and the same thing. I'm going to go job. this jig. I'm going to go do it. It's the exact same thing. So why would I want to ruin something that I enjoy so much? That's why we do stuff like storage units or buy cows or buy land or shoot. I guess it's, it's stuff that we want to do during our daily life, yet we don't want to be forced to go fishing just to make a video. We want to enjoy go fishing. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely, dude. That's, so So there's no telling what's next then, really. No, who knows? No, our, our goal is to broaden the Guggen brand as much as we can to as many people as we can and try to make it worldwide. That is our, that is our end goal is to make it worldwide. That, that is, uh, that takes that Guggen takeover term to a whole new level, brother. <laughs> yeah. The wor- Guggen worldwide. Yeah. 
Google worldwide. All right, dude, man. I got so I got that's that's killer. That's killer. I I hope that uh, I, I know everybody that follows me has to follow you guys. But if you're not, make sure y'all are, y'all are subbed and and uh, I'm I'm sure that they notice <laughs> at this point. Do you notice when you get new subs? Because when I get like three, I'm like hell yeah, boy. Like I get excited. Um, yeah, I mean I enjoy getting all the new subs. It's just I've been doing this for five years, and there's in YouTube's an ebb and flow. Like I'm talking, some months we might get ten thousand subs or fifteen, or I might get ten or fifteen thousand, or I might get sixty to a hundred thousand. It's crazy. Like the thing man. is, is you just it's just the ebb and flow, and it, it like you just have to take the swings as they come. Like right now we're doing really good, but two months from now we might be doing really bad. You just can't look at every month you have to just kind of look at it as a whole what is our growth plan for this year that's awesome that's awesome all right i got i got one more for you dude and then i'm gonna let you go shoot yeah. fish um so what is your greatest personal moment to you not excluding everything with the squad but what is your greatest personal moment from all of this I, i've seen that uh just recently the granger smith i saw you out on stage i thought that was really cool being a music nut like myself uh, I thought that was cool, but like Deion Sanders, for the love of God, uh, being like, "Yeah, Bandito Bug is the shit." Like that was—I don't think that was the exact <laughs> quote, but he—it was. I was like, "Holy hell!" When you shared that, I was like, "This yeah. Neon Dion, man, it's prime time." Yeah, that was yeah, cool. Yeah. So yeah, for it, for you, what's your personal humbling. moment? Uh, to be blunt, not to sound cheesy, is I couldn't tell you over the the last four years how many parents have came up to us and say that they've given us, given them an avenue to be able to hang out with their kids that they would never have. Oh, that's cool. Time, they would, the kids, so that we'd give them a reason to. And then at another time, it'd be like the amount of times we've, I've had people come up to me and say something like, uh, they really start breaking down and crying. And uh, they say that we saved their life. They were on the verge of suicide and we give them hope and stuff like that. I could not tell you how many emails we're talking hundreds upon hundreds and hundreds over the years. Um, of that has happened. It is wow, that, that's that's the point when you realize you actually have an impact when someone comes up to you, do a meetup, and they step step aside, and then they just start crying and tell them telling you this this crazy story and how they were on the verge of suicide, and you help them through a hard time by giving them content. So it's just that that's when that's when they realize uh, it's more like I keep I going back to it's more than just making money. Like that's not the end goal. That's that's to show how much you're winning, but. It's to impact people's lives and to give the personal connection to the parents to be able to go out and do something with their kids. Because, you know, a lot of these kids, they don't, they don't go out like I didn't know how to fish, but now they have, a, they have an avenue to learn how to fish online. And now their parents has an outlet for them to go and, like, say, buy a Guggen bait. Now their kid loves it because now they get to go out and go fish together. Very cool. You know what I mean? It's very cool, man. And it is, even in my small side of it, it is so rewarding to hear a personal story. Um, the The... The celebrity stuff is cool. If you ever, for me, like meeting my fishing heroes and things over the years and that kind of stuff, but having somebody, like you said, hey, man, this affects me. You know, and I, I have people every Monday, man, low budget live. That's my Monday morning. That's my, that's, that's so cool, man. That's like, that's something you never think about when you're sitting out in your damn garage recording a podcast <laughs> that, that it affects that many people and people appreciate it. That's very cool, man. So I know that's got to be, uh, that's, that's got to feel good for sure. To know you're affecting no, that many people. Feels, yeah, and doing doing the stuff like make a wish and sending kids like we we never even promote any of that kind of stuff, just because it seems kind of wrong. But all doing all those kind of stuff and sending packages to kids that are terminally ill or doing all that, it's just because I mean you never know how long they have. So when when they feel that personal connection to the people that they watch on YouTube, well, it's it's pretty it's pretty rewarding. Very Especially cool. when we get the messages back. 
I saw the other day too, uh, Tyler Tony, and my kids saw this by the way on yeah. your page uh, from Dude Perfect, and they were like, "Holy crap, he's got Guggen stuff." They were losing their mind at the house the other day, and uh, and you made me, Rob, you made me very cool with my kids today because of like, hey, you know that uh, Tyler Tony tagged Lunkers and Guggen Squad and something the other day. I'm like, yeah, I've got Rob coming on the podcast. They're like, what? Do you think he can have Tyler call us? I mean, it was basically, you know, through the grapevine. They wanted you to hook him up with Do Perfect, but uh, that's hilarious. Yeah, dude, it's uh, those guys. I mean, it's it's incredible to me what they've done, and I love the fact that they are involved in the outdoors. I think that's very cool too. It's yeah, it's it's awesome. You realize they're like, it's like almost the same kind of concept. They definitely promote, uh, they promote uh, sporting like like uh, like I was gonna say hunting, but like baseball and football, and they do all these weird trick shots. But they're not pro athletes. It's kind of like the same as us. We promote fishing, but we're not pro fishermen. Yeah, that's for sure. Not, not really any of us have any aspirations to be at some point when I, whenever i decide to go do that uh, i've already made the decision at some point i will go do it just to win once and then i'm going to donate all my winnings away that's whenever all, i do that people funny. are going to realize i'm going to do it just to win and prove a point and then be done that's literally it. <laughs> i love it <laughs> i love that's, it that's the only reason you'll ever see me fish a, a tournament is to win donate the money prove a point and leave that's hilarious that's hilarious man well i uh I, I'm ready for that. I'm ready for that. I, I, want, I want the video. I want the, uh, and then I want you to guarantee me that Low Budget Live gets the exclusive. Don't call Ike Live or whoever, Straycast, these other guys, these fishing podcasts. You call right here. This is the damn post-tournament interview. <laughs> That's fine. I've never talked to anybody else on a podcast that's in the fishing industry. Hell yeah, man. Well, I, look, dude, I, I truly I appreciate uh, I appreciate the kind words uh, and the conversations we've had, and I appreciate you coming on because this is uh, it's awesome. And I know uh, taking thirty minutes out of your day, I know you're busy, and I know this world is crazy right now. So I really appreciate it, dude, and uh, hope to have you on again soon, dude. Yeah, just let me know. Just do yourself a favor and stay honest to the people. You'll you'll do well in this world. I appreciate that, man. That's the only reason, the only reason why I came on is because you seem like an honest person. So I appreciate that, dude. Uh, I try to just tell it like I've. You know, like I see it, and for better or worse, man. <laughs> Dude, I, I really appreciate it, and uh, go shoot some fish. I will. I'll go dome some. You Heck yeah. All right, you too. See you, Rob. All right, Lunkers TV right there coming at you. I, I hope you guys enjoyed that. I I feel like there there's in the fishing industry, and y'all are going to laugh at me, but there's a certain um, mystique or attitude or whatever towards towards the Guggen squad and YouTubers in general. And it's it's uh that's the first time he and I have ever have ever talked other than like I said Instagram messages back and forth. And the one to have him on. Um and and hearing their story. It's really cool. I, I hope I enjoyed that. I hope you enjoyed that. No matter if you're a Guggen squad fan, you're not a fan, whatever, I hope you enjoyed that. That was uh, I really appreciate Rob taking the time out to uh to to give us a call and uh and that was fun that was a lot of fun for me and my kids will think i'm cool because uh he talks to the people from dude perfect so (laughs) my kids are gonna be all excited and um that was awesome man that was awesome uh thank y'all so much as always for watching for listening for subscribing if you're not subscribed to the youtube channel please make sure you are tell your friends tell your mama and them uh 
Y'all subscribe. Let's grow this thing. I'm throwing out content, trying to trying to throw stuff out there for y'all, and uh, and a lot of things coming. A lot of things coming. Um, thank y'all for all the support on Boats and Pros early. I wanted to say today on this podcast, you know, we're almost finished with April. I've had one every month so far. There's probably not going to be a Boats and Pros in April unless these travel restrictions and things change pretty quick. We're working on something. We're trying to work around some things to try to get one filmed, but we do not have one in the bag right now. We've got anglers waiting. We've got uh, boats found. Just got to get Tanner here, and we got to try to get get some filmed. So be patient with me. There are more boats and pros coming. Quarantine Catch Fest. Only a couple more weeks of Quarantine Catch Fest between Darian and I. I am up to twenty two forty eight. For my best buy for the month of April, Darian has two for five seventy seven, which makes me laugh. Uh, but I actually made a couple more coals yesterday. But uh, yeah, only a couple more weeks, and we've got some big ones waiting. Some nine, a, a nine, a couple eights, a seven. I've seen some big smallies. So uh, be sure to tag us on on Instagram, Facebook at Darian is fishing at Luke Duncan hashtag quarantine catch fest and there are going to be a there's going to be a prize for a big spotted bass which we, i think we had a five pounder this week but big spot big smallie big largemouth, and then a, and then a cumulative like a top five of the five biggest fish so prizes for all that um thank y'all so much for participating the ones of you that have sent some fish in i hope you're getting to fish if you are not i am very sorry because it seems like everybody in the world around me where i am at is fishing right now because all the boat ramps are overcrowded it's crazy there are so many people out on the water but so many people with their kids it's, it's been beautiful to see but uh lots of people fishing lots of people fishing so quarantine catch fest don't forget gonna have a uh, video this week from quarantine catch fest my best five uh before yesterday won't have a couple of the fish from yesterday on it but be on the lookout for that uh thank y'all so very much thank y'all so very much i really appreciate y'all i know i say that a lot but i genuinely mean it uh the fact that people listen the fact we're almost over a hundred thousand downloads on itunes with this podcast um the the youtube views are crazy to me Uh, it's awesome okay and so me uh, myself, I appreciate it. I spend a lot of time doing this, and I enjoy it. And so, thank you for giving me an outlet. Thank you for being low lifers, and thank you for listening. I'm gonna take y'all out with Biloxi Blues, and one other thing. This is my song, Biloxi Blues. If you're new to the show, one other thing. I know I wear this song into the ground, um, but it's a theme song. I, li- I like having the theme. I'm writing new music. There will be a new Luke Duncan set of songs, album, record, whatever you want to call it, in 2020. You heard it here. It's coming. It's coming. So some new tunes for you. Might throw some of them up on the tube here pretty quick. But uh, thank y'all so much. I hope y'all all have a great week. And uh, we might pop up and do a live this week. We'll see. Thank y'all. Thank y'all. Thank y'all. Hug your mama. I never could make it last. Spanish moss, a Civil War ghost Well, I'm gonna leave them in the past Any direction, Lord, I'll be fine It don't matter, east or west North, south, wherever the wind blows I'm leaving those burdens at rest This highway, it does not know my name And I don't care, no, I don't care For a 
just a white line gypsy getting out of Mississippi with just enough gas to keep there. Yeah. Oh my God! <laughs> Every once in a while, it's fun to go with like just full-blown redneck on these fish. This is like high-tech cane pole fishing right here. From the white sandy beaches to the crystal blue waters, enjoy the best fishing Panama City Beach has to offer during Chase in the Sun, Sundays at 9.30 a.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. In wild country, rules were not created by man. Don't miss wild country, Wednesdays from 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern. Presented by Primos. Speak the language. Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.